Hey there, future friends! This is the first official episode back, and there's not much coming out in theaters this week, so instead we are talking about the most anticipated films of 2022. Stay tuned. My future friends, welcome back. I know it has been over a month, and as you probably already know, or maybe you don't, and you're hearing it for the first time, but the somewhat nerdy podcast network has come back. We are back. The somewhat nerdy radio podcast has already returned. They already have an episode out. This is me coming back. You may have already seen my intro to Future Flicks episode. And I did that mainly because I realized I didn't have an introductory episode, because in every episode I would say, oh, this is how the show works. And I'm still probably going to say that, but it feels good to do an actual introduction. But this week, uh, since the only thing coming out in theaters, we have four, three films, four if you count on the 30th, IMAX is getting a rooftop concert of the Beatles' Get Back. So if you're a big Beatles fan, January 30th, coming to IMAX's only, the Beatles Get Back the Rooftop Concert's coming out. But this week, we're getting a movie called Clean with Adrian Brody, theaters and video on demand, an Ice Age original, uh, The Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild is coming to Disney+, and Sundown, which I don't know much about, uh, coming to theaters. All these, except for the Disney Plus one, are limited releases. Last week... No, two weeks ago, we missed something. Bell, which is an anime from the creator of Summer War and Wolf Children. And Summer War is one of my all-time favorite animes. It's so good. Just check it out. Hotel Transylvania, Transformania came out on the 14th, and Scream did. Now, my wife is still in Wales. I went to Wales, and I had a visit. It was a lot of fun. I'll tell you all about it later. But she saw Scream with her mom. And when she comes back, we might go see it. I'm still iffy on going to theaters just because COVID, it's a thing. I've avoided it so far. Knock on wood. Knock, knock, knock. But I just don't want to put myself out there like that. Because as you do know, I saw Ghostbusters in theaters. Loved it. Great movie. But it was packed and it was a risk I really shouldn't have taken. But it was Ghostbusters, man. But my friends, what we're going to do now is we're going to talk about the films that I'm most excited for this year. And we're going to start with one coming out next week. So I'll talk about it very briefly since I'll be talking about it next week again. It's called Moonfall. This comes out February 4th. You may have seen the trailers for this already. This is the sci-fi action flick with Halle Berry, Patrick Wilson, Michael Pena, Donald Sutherland, Charlie Plummer, John Bradley, and Eme Ikuakor, I think is how you say it. I'm very sorry if I butchered your name, which, you know, I probably did. But this is that epic-looking sci-fi film, and it's co-written and fully directed by Roland Emmerich. Roland Emmerich, you would know from movies like Stargate, The Day After Tomorrow, Independence Day, The Patriot, 
2012. He does big blockbuster movies. So this is him doing another sci-fi epic film rated PG-13 coming out on the 4th of February, and it looks so good. It's about a mysterious force that knocks the moon from its orbit. I'm going to save the whole premise for next week, but it, it looks stupid. It looks so dumb. It really does. And I am very, very excited for it. The next big one is February 11th. We have Death on the Nile. This is the sequel to Murder on the Orient Express, written and directed by Kenneth Branagh. Well, technically written by Agatha Christie. The screenplay. Oh, I'm wrong. A screenplay by Michael Green, directed by Kenneth Branagh. But this is another whodunit with Hercule Poirot, with Kenneth Branagh as Hercule Poirot. Also has Gal Gadot. Uh, let me see. Army Hammer, Letitia Wright, Jennifer Saunders, Annette Benning, Russell Brand, Nikita Chadka. So if you liked Murder on the Orny Express, you're getting more of that. So yay. Uh, we have Uncharted February 18th. That, of course, is based on the popular video games, the Uncharted series. And if you'll remember, this movie has been in some sort of development for a while, because the games were really, really, really popular. And if you remember, the character of Nathan Drake looks a lot like Nathan Fillion. So ton of people were really up on that, going, let's get Nathan Fillion to play Nathan Drake. But when the movie was finally made, they went with Tom Holland, which I, uh, okay, I'm okay with. It's a younger Nathan Drake, so it's probably an origin story, but... With video game movies, we have to understand that we're not going to get the video game. Really, the best they can do is capture the spirit of the game, which is what I think these the Silent Hill movies did so well. The Resident Evil movies were ridiculous, over-the-top, had nothing to do with the games. Still fun, but I, I don't count them as good video game movies because they're so far from the source. The last Tomb Raider was really good. To be honest, the Angelina Jolie Tomb Raiders weren't terrible, but the, the last one was just so much better. And some people didn't like the fact that we were having Mark Wahlberg play Sully, but I really don't mind that. My friends, March 4th, we have the Batman coming out. Yes, the long-awaited, much-anticipated Batman movie from director Matt Reeves, starring Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. the Caped Crusader, Batman himself, also has Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle, Barry Keoghan, which I'm excited about, he's great, Peter Sarsgaard, Colin Farrell as the Penguin, Paul Dano as the Riddler. Paul Dano is a fantastic actor who gets ignored so much, maybe not by people like you and me who know movies, but by your average person, I bet so many people don't know who Paul Dano is, and that is a crime. Andy Serkis as Alfred, Jeffrey Wright as James Gordon, John Turturro as Carmine Falcone. This is such a good cast, and it, it just looks really good. At first, I didn't like the fact that we were getting rid of that original or classic Riddler look for something that looked more like a serial killer or a, uh, a lot of people are calling it a Zodiac Killer kind of look. I'm okay with it now, because I think the way the new Riddler looks, it fits the tone better. It fits the tone of the movie, where a more classic Riddler, like Jim Carrey or Frank Gorn, is that who played him? 
Frank Gorshin, that's close. So something more like Jim Carrey or Frank Gorshin wouldn't really have fit. And I think someone like me would be harder to please just because the Riddler is my favorite Batman villain. And I know I've talked about this scene before, but when they did the New 52 and the Joker was breaking out of Arkham, he went up to the Riddler and was trying to get Riddler to join join in on this. And the Riddler's like, no, I, I really don't want any part in your psychoness, Mr. I got my face cut off and tied it back on with belts. That's right. If you weren't there for that, the Joker got his face cut off and it was his choice. Anyway, then what the what the Joker did is threw some poison gas or poison something in the Riddler's cell and goes, oh, well, then you're just going to die. And the Riddler just walks right out. And he says, well, I actually knew how to get out the whole time. I just didn't want to. And it's been widely accepted that the Riddler would beat Batman if he wasn't so obsessed with proving he was smarter because he always leaves clues. But yes, Riddler, my all-time favorite Batman villain. And I think this movie looks really good. March 4th for that. Next up, we have a movie called Operation Fortune. This is March 18th. So if you remember when Red Notice came out, you may have seen these pictures with a movie starring Aubrey Plaza, Jason Statham, and Josh Hartnett. Just a clip of that going around and people going, this is what I would rather see. This is a better cast. Okay, it is a great cast. Don't even get me wrong. But that movie is Operation Fortune. It's about a special agent named Orson Fortune and his team of operatives who recruit one of Hollywood's biggest movie stars to help them on an undercover mission when the sale of a deadly weapon threatens to disrupt the world order. So on top of those three, Aubrey Plaza, Jason Statham, and Josh Hartnett also has Hugh Grant and Carrie Elways. That is a fantastic, fantastic cast, especially for an action comedy. And if you've ever seen Spy with Melissa McCarthy, Jason Statham can do comedy. He does well in it. Coming March 25th, we have one called The Lost City. I've never heard of this, but when I was doing my research for this episode, I saw it and it caught my eye. Listen to this interesting cast. Daniel Radcliffe, Sandra Bullock, Brad Pitt, Channing Tatum, Oscar Nunez. That's a great cast. It's about a reclusive romance novelist on a book tour with her cover model who gets swept up in a kidnapping attempt that lands them both in a cutthroat jungle adventure. So we have another action comedy here with Sandra Bullock, proven comedic actor. Brad Pitt, we know he can do comedy as well. Chain Tatum can, Oscar Nunez. These are all people who can do comedy, who can do action too. So this works. Look, if I cared more, right now is when I would be talking about Morbius. Because Morbius comes out April 1st, but I just don't care. I, I, I don't. Am I going to see it? Of course I am. Of course I am, because it's going to be in the MCU. Even though Sony's doing it, we know because of No Way Home that that's all part of the same universe. And let's be honest, we knew it before. We're not stupid. And it's going to somehow tie into the Spider-Verse. And I, I, I love the Spider-Verse, but I just don't care. I love Jared Leto as an actor, and I like him as a, as a musician. I like 30 Seconds to Mars. But Morbius has done nothing to catch my eye. And I didn't give two flying shits about Morbius as a comic book character. Instead, what I am excited for comes out April 8th, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 with Idris Elba as the voice of Knuckles, the Echidna. Is that how you say it? I don't know. The red thing. I, I don't think they're really red, but you know. And just that 
scene where Knuckles overpowers Sonic and Jim Carrey, who's returning as Dr. Robotnik, a.k.a. Dr. Eggman, it's it's so good. Because if you remember, I didn't hold out any hope for Sonic. No one did. Do you remember when those first pictures of Sonic came out? It looked awful. It looked god awful. And then they pulled it. They went, okay, we're going to redo Sonic. And then they released the movie and it was good. It was funny. It captured the spirit of Sonic. It is one of the better video game movies I've ever seen. It was a lot of fun. And now in number two, we're getting Tails and Knuckles. I'm excited. I really am. Next up, we have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, May 6th. Look, I'm not going to talk too long about this because I'm going to be talking a lot about it when this episode comes out. But there's so much potential. There is so much potential. Have you heard some of the latest rumors going around that we're going to see Tom Cruise as a alternate universe Tony Stark, that we're going to see the Fantastic Four in it, that John Krasinski is going to be playing Mr. Fantastic. There's so many rumors going around, just like with No Way Home. Some of them have to be right, because look at the No Way Home rumors. A lot of them were right. A lot of the people were so correct in their predictions, and I think something similar is going to happen with this, but not as much. I think we the community are going to get some of our guesses right, but there's just so many ways Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness can pivot and help shape the future of the MCU that this is going to be really one to keep an eye out for. I just hope the next Spider-Man movie is actually Spider-Man on his own. In each of Tom Holland's Spider-Mans, he's, held, he's had his hand held by someone. Iron Man, Nick Fury... Doctor Strange. There's always been someone there, and he's never had a solo movie, and I would love to see that. But after Doctor Strange, we have Top Gun Maverick, May 20th. So we have Tom Cruise returning as Maverick. We have Jennifer Connelly in this. We have Miles Teller playing Bradley Bradshaw. Bradley Bradshaw is a son of Goose. As his mother, we're not having Meg Ryan return, because remember, Meg Ryan played Goose's wife. Now it's Gene Louisa Kelly playing Carol Bradshaw, uh, Ed Harris, John Hamm, Glenn Powell. This is a great cast. But also, very interestingly, we have Val Kilmer returning as Iceman. But I wonder if this is going to be like a CG thing, like he was physically there, but they kind of CG'd him. Because if you watched that documentary Val, which was super well done, but if you have a heart of any kind, it will make you cry tears. He is not up for acting. Like he has one of those things in his throat where, where he has to press down on it if he wants to speak because he had throat cancer. But I just know that it was supposedly important for Tom Cruise to have Val Kilmer back. And I'm so torn on Tom Cruise. That Scientology bullshit is so f- weird. So we're not going to think about him as a person, but as Maverick. So we have Maverick returning to the silver screen. Are you looking for a nerd podcast that touches on every walk of nerd culture? Well, look no further. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is the podcast for you. We cover nerd culture, news, new movie reviews, bad movie reviews, video games, comics, with sprinkles of nerdy nostalgia throughout. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is a flagship podcast of the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Find us on every podcast app or stream it on somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds.
Hi, I'm Lisa. And I'm Robbie. And we host a show called We're, We're Doing, Doing Fine. Fine. We're friends from across the ocean. I'm from Scotland. And I'm from California. Join us every week as we chat about biscuits. You mean cookies. Brexit. Whatever's going on here. Who knows? Almost dying. Why we're single. Popular culture. And basically everything and anything that can distract us from this postmodern hellscape we're all living in. Because we're, we're doing, doing fine. fine. You know what? I better step this up. We have... <laughs> I'm 16 minutes recording this now and I'm only into May. Jesus. June 24th, we have a horror starring Ethan Hawke called The Black Phone, which looks really, really interesting about this kid that gets kidnapped. It gets put in this basement with a black phone on the wall that's not connected to anything. And then these ghosts start appearing of kids that were kidnapped before him and murdered. And they're speaking to him through that disconnected phone, telling him how to escape. Really interesting. Thor Love and Thunder, July 8th, which we still know very little about, except that we know that Gore the God Butcher is going to be the villain played by Christian Bale. We know that we're going to see... Natalie Portman, pick up the hammer. It's going to be cool. But also in July, three weeks after, two, two, two to three weeks after, July 29th, Black Adam is hitting theaters. The Rock, now in the DC universe, since I don't think we can call it the DCEU anymore, Black Adam, going to be part of it. Black Adam, Shazam's greatest nemesis he gets his own intro movie before they finally meet that's july 29th and i love the rock like he's such a great person if if he ever gets canceled my heart is going to shatter september 9th we have an interesting looking one a salem's lot remake salem's lot a classic stephen king novel about the small town that gets a vampire that moves into it and uh starts going south because it's a vampire if you remember, the original movie had that Nosferatu-looking motherfucker as the vampire. And while the book was good, I think this is a film or a Stephen King book that could be more easily turned into a film because there is a lot of filler you can just cut from that. Whereas in It and The Stand, a lot of that filler, it's not really filler per se because it helps build the mythos of the world. I think it's less important with Salem's Lot. We have Don't Worry Darlings. Coming out September 23rd, very, very interested in this one. This is directed by Olivia Wilde, so she's directing again. And I love me, love me some Olivia Wilde. She is fantastic. Did you know she was in Ghostbusters Afterlife? She plays Gozer in Ghostbusters Afterlife. She looks so good and so much like the original. It blew my mind. I thought it was CG. But if you Google it right now, you can find the picture of her in her Gozer makeup and costume. It's just amazing. But Don't Worry Darling is directed by her. Other movies directed by her. Well, actually, just one full feature-length film called Booksmart, which is one of my all-time favorite films. And she has already been summoned by Sony and Marvel for a project we're assuming a Spider-Verse project. Maybe Spider-Gwen, hopefully, he says, rubbing his chin. But I'm very excited with, the, with this one because it has Gemma Chan, Florence Pugh, Olivia Wilde, of course, Harry Styles, Chris Pine, Nick Kroll, and Kiki Lane. That, that is a cast. Because God damn it, can Harry Styles act? It is not fair. A, he's so very handsome and easy on the eyes. 
B, I guess he's supposed to be a nice person too. I mean, go figure. He also did that photo shoot where he was in a dress showing masculinity as just a social construct. And then he is also a talented musician. But my friends, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1 coming out in October. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. That means there's going to be another one. Miles Morales is back. Spider-Gwen is back. We see Spider-Man 2099 in the trailer. And Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, I think, is in my top 10 all-time favorite movies. When I was on that... Oh, how long did I fly in total? Eight, six... I was on a, a, a plane coming back home from the UK for 12 hours. Two different flights. One eight hours, one six hours. And 14. Oh, I can't do math. 14 hours. But I watched all these new movies that were that were great. But I rewatched Into the Spider-Verse. And it was still just as good as the first time. So I am super excited for this one. So we have Shamik Moore returning as the voice of Miles Morales. We have Haley Steinfeld returning as the voice of Gwen Stacy. Also in the cast, Oscar Isaac, Issa Rae, and uh, Jake Johnson returning as Peter B. Parker. And with this cast, I get it. These are all famous people, but unlike certain other movies, <coughs> Adam's Family, <coughs> I understand these choices. And one of the more... I don't want to say controversial because it's not, but one of the more controversial choices for me on this list is October 14th. We're getting Halloween ends because if you remember Halloween, the first reboot, I really, really liked. I thought it was so well done. It did bother me that they retconned all the other movies, but one, I think they should have kept one and two because come on, how scary is Michael Myers if you just have number one? That's like a normal-ass serial killer, which is still scary, but not slasher-level scary. But two, the next one, Halloween Kills, was just... It was bad. It was a bad film. It made no sense. A lot of the choices made no sense. It made Michael more brutal, of course, but it really lacked as a movie. So this one could either keep that negative downward spiral going or it could wrap it all up so well. With the final, the final confrontation between Laurie Strode and Michael Myers. That will be cool. Hopefully. Uh, the Flash, so far, still set for November 4th. That one's coming out and supposedly it's going to write off the Snyderverse. Because Ben Affleck is set to return. Uh, we're supposed to see Michael Shannon in it. And Michael Keaton returning as Batman. Oh, and I am assuming that Michael Shannon's going to be playing Zod because the woman who played Feora Ull will be in it too. But just like how Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is going to shape the future of the MCU, the Flash is going to shape the future of what DC has. Because it can, it very well can, completely retcon everything that's been done so far, and they can start fresh. Or because of timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly bullshit, they can cherry-pick it and just get rid of the Snyderverse stuff. Because the last Suicide Squad, pretty f***ing good. Shazam, still good. There have been good movies that it would be a shame if they retconned. So we will see where this goes. I would be very disappointed if Henry Cavill never gets another chance at, to play Superman. Because, yes, did Man of Steel have problems? 
it had a lot of problems, especially with the story and the fact that Lois was useless. Erica Durance as Lois in Smallville would never have put up with that bullshit. But I would like Henry Cavill to have another chance because he is a good Superman. He was just in lackluster or even bad movies. Oh, and then we have Tamura Morrison in this. Boba Fett himself as Tom Curry, who I'm assuming is Arthur Curry's dad, you know, Aquaman. This movie has so much potential and it excites and scares me because Warner Brothers doesn't make good decisions. And I've said it before, even though I did like the Snyderverse, I don't think it would have worked. Or I'm not sure if I've ever said this before, actually. I liked the Snyderverse. I liked his idea, but I don't think it was going to work. I think it's too convoluted. And they don't have the support that Marvel gives, where Marvel has this plan, and they either straight up tell the director, hey, this is our plan, you work with it. Or the director does their thing and Marvel's like, okay, we'll work it in. Warner Brothers does not give their comic book movies that same support. And that's why I think the Snyderverse was never really going to make it. So this is going to show us where it's going to go. And by the way, if you just suddenly hear the ads, <laughs> I forgot to take a break. So I'm so sorry about that. But I just got too into it going down this list, talking about the movies. I'm so excited for this year. There's going to be so many good things. And guess what? These are just the big movies that have already been announced that we know that are coming. Just think of how many great movies the indie scene and the just the limited release movies we're going to have. Every year we have a lot of great stuff that doesn't get the hype because they're not owned by Disney or Warner Brothers or Paramount or any of these companies. So they don't have the budget for it, but there's good stuff coming out every year that's not these big blockbusters. But let's wrap this up with two more films. Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Going to be so interesting because who is going to be the new Black Panther? Because even though they say they don't want to replace uh, Chadwick Boseman right away, we know that at least by the end of the movie, we know who it's going to be. So we know it's either going to be Shuri, who play, who's played by Letitia Wright, who, you know, a little do anti-vax for my liking. But also, recent news has shown that Winston Duke has negotiated for a pay raise because his role is going to be substantially bigger. So is M'Baku going to be the next Black Panther? I still want to watch Nine Days, that movie he did from 2020. Uh, but he was in Us. Super good. Super, super good in Us. But what I'm most excited for, for Black Panther Wakanda Forever is seeing Riri Williams on the big screen. Riri Williams, Ironheart, a young woman who created her own Iron Man suit and eventually took up the mantle of Iron Man when Iron Man went missing, or was he killed for a while in the comics? I forgot what it was. But then became Ironheart and joined both the Secret Warriors and the Ultimates. So is this going to be Marvel setting up the future of the MCU, making it more inclusive as well, that would be so great. And finally, the last movie of the year that really caught my eye is Creed 3. F***ing Creed 3! Creed 1 and 2 were fantastic. I remember when Creed was announced, people were thinking, who needs a Rocky spinoff? And then we were proven wrong because it was so, so good. Adonis Creed is such a good character. Michael B. Jordan is 
fantastic. Tessa Thompson, fantastic as Bianca, and Rocky Balboa himself, though if you look at Creed 3's IMDb, Sylvester Stallone is not listed because if you remember, he said that Creed 2 will be Rocky's final movie. But he also said that he will be returning for Creed 3, but it looks like no official change has been made, so what's the truth? Is Rocky Balboa, aka Sylvester Stallone, retired from the character and these movies, or is he coming back one more time? And I think he should. I think he should come back, because this isn't Rocky's story anymore. It's Adonis Creed's story, and it's a good story. And Rocky is there in this father role that Carl Weathers' character Apollo Creed isn't around for. So give me more Creed. Yes, please. But before we go, my future fans, let me just mention that there are movies that I've ignored that are not on this list, so let's talk about them really quick. Jurassic World Dominion, that teaser, it was okay, but the last Jurassic World sucked so bad that it kind of made me gun-shy for this one. Fantastic Beasts 3, okay, not only is J.K. Rowling a disgusting turf, but Fantastic Beasts 2 was legitimately a bad movie. Fantastic Beasts 1 was good. It was interesting, but number two made some horrible decisions. Awful decisions, and the story was so convoluted that I don't care anymore. Avatar 2? Look, we've talked about Avatar, right? The first Avatar was so long ago that I don't give two flying f**ks about Avatar 2. And this is going to make or break the rest of the movies. Because there's supposed to be five more, right? It's supposed to be five more Avatar movies. Two through six. We know, that we know they're going to happen. Or is it? If Avatar 2 bombs, I think they're going to pull the plug and we won't see any of the others. So has it been too long? Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom? Uh, not interested. They did not get rid of Amber Heard, who is super problematic. They should have replaced her and I refuse to see this movie. Super Mario Brothers? Of course, it's f***ing Chris Pratt doing the voice of Mario. That's stupid. Legitimately, the voice of Mario is still alive. And if that guy couldn't have done it, I bet you there's so many voice actors out there who could have done a Mario voice. And that's fully ignoring the fact that Chris Pratt's a little questionable these days. But why him for Mario? That's such a bad idea. And finally, the last movie that I did not give two flying f***s about, Pixar's Lightyear. Why? You know, I, I will watch that film. So if I end up eating my words, I will fully admit it, going, I was wrong. I was wrong about that movie, like I've done before. But who gives a sh Who gives a flying f about Buzz Lightyear's origin or the origin of the, the toy? All right, my future friends, thank you for tuning in. Hey, what movies are you looking forward to this year? If there's anything I didn't mention that you think looks really cool, let me know. Are you just excited as I am about some of these? Let me know. Just drop a comment somewhere. And we're not going to do the closing housekeeping as normal. Instead, what we're going to do is I'm going to tell you a couple ways to contact me because I have to rewrite the closing housekeeping because so much has changed. So please, please don't forget to check out the Somewhat Nerdy Radio podcast. Always great. Please check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast. And we're doing fine with Robbie and Lisa, great friends of the show. I will be doing blogging again for Somewhat Nerdy. Keep an eye open for that. Follow the new Future Flicks Twitter account at Future Flicks Pod. 
Follow me on my other Twitter account at BilliamSWN. Follow me on Instagram at BilliamSWN there as well. If you want to follow me on Letterboxd, guess what? Guess what my username is? BilliamSWN. If you're new, SWN means somewhat nerdy. I do have a TikTok. I haven't done any videos yet, but if you want to follow me there, just in case I do, at BilliamTheNerd. But honestly, if you have any questions, any comments, just reach out. I am here. But the regular episodes will return next week. I will eventually do a Future Flicks Awards, as I always do. Might not be till February. But for now, my future friends, thank you so much for listening. I, I honestly appreciate it. And as always, it blows my mind that anyone wants to hear what I have to say. So for now, I will send you along your way to listen to the other great show in the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. My dear friends, I'll see you in the future.